Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick podcast. My name is Amanda and I have a very exciting episode in store for you guys today. I also have a lovely guest here and I'll allow her to introduce herself. Hello guys, I'm Janae. I am um, just a regular girl trying to change the world who loves Jesus and thinks Chipotle is the best ever. I will be taking no questions on that, but (laughs) I'm a business owner, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, um, I'm a lot of things, but overall, I think I'm just a person that is passionate about um, giving the love of God to a generation that doesn't want it. So yeah, that's who I am in a nutshell. Love it. Love it. I'm not going to challenge you on Chipotle, but I will say Moe's <laughs> is kind of up there. Um, Which they, one? Moe's. Uh, okay. They give more meat than Chipotle. Like they, they give more meat, but it's fine. I'll let you know. I won't say I don't dislike them. I do not dislike them at all. I have had Moe's a couple of times, especially um, when I was in corporate America. I don't know why that was their go-to was like Mexican yes. food, Moe's. Yes. So I ate it quite a bit. So I won't say I dislike it. But Chipotle is bay, and one day, um, my goal is to have a lifetime Chipotle card, one of their VIP cards. I love it. So you said you are a business owner. I kind of wanted you to just speak on the your business, your ministry, because we are going to be talking about that. So just share with mm-hmm. us what you do, and um, we'll get into like the episode. Sure. Um, I own... Uh, or opened, owned and opened a um, stationary company with the primary goal to spread the truth about purity God's way. It's called the Purity Planner Co. Um, Our main product is called the Purity Planner, which is an actual planner, but we have other products as well. Um, I'm someone who is very passionate about like all things stationary and being organized. I love like any type of organizational tips and videos and vlogs and all that other stuff. And I've always been obsessed with like different types of stationery. And what I realized is that someone who looks like me, a black Christian woman was being widely under underrepresented in the planner community. And so I wanted to support someone who kind of had some of the same values as me and couldn't find any. And after a conversation with my best friend, she was like, um, that, that should be you. Nobody knows more about stationary than you, you know what I mean? Because I'm the one that everybody's calling at the beginning of the year, end of the year. It's like, okay, this is what, this is the kind of planner that I need. Can you help me find it? And I'm like, yep, go here. And so, um, I think as I've gotten older, my needs and some of the needs of my friends have changed and we just couldn't find what we were looking for in the more popular companies. And so I just decided to make it. That's good. Shout out to your best friend for encouraging you. Uh, right. It's good to have friends that encourage you to, to do the right thing. So shout out to her. Shout out to you. And what's the website? Where can people find that planner? Um, if you'd like to find it, it is purityplanner.com. Very simple. Um, if you want to find us on Instagram, we're 
um, Purity Planner Co. Um, or you can find me, I'm at my underscore Janae Time and you can find all the links for everything. But yeah, check us out. Love it. And I'll be sure to also include that in the show notes. So we're going to kind of transition into the actual topic of today's episode. And you touched on it a little bit, but today we're talking about purity. So Mm -hmm. I just want to start off with a general, just an opening of what purity is, because a lot of people, especially in our generation, they hear Mm -hmm. the word purity and they think you have to be a nun. You know, they (laughs) think you have to, you can't have fun. You can't live a life of like, you know, you can't do anything to be pure and that's not necessarily true. So from a biblical standpoint, also from, you know, how how you see it, what would you say purity is? Uh, This is hands down my favorite question and topic to talk about because um, I'm somebody who grew up in the church my whole entire life. And it wasn't until, you know, my early twenties where I actually took God serious. And so I always just thought that purity was just about being a virgin, staying away from guys, don't do, you know, anything down that realm. And what, when I looked at it as an adult, I realized that purity is about your heart. Um, the Bible talks about sexual immorality, yes, and it's very clear on that. But why, when we are talking about purity, do we include sexual immorality? When God talks about it in the Bible, he's talking about the condition of your heart. He's talking about the fact that he's trying to use your heart to do great things in our earthly world. And so when I realized that it was kind of, for me, a light bulb experience, because I was like, wait a minute, I need to go all the way back because what I thought purity was, what I thought I was like, okay, good. Now I am not having sex. I am pure. And God was like, "Uh uh-uh, your heart is full of trash because you have unforgiveness, you have bitterness, you have shame, all those things that I didn't put there, but they're sitting in your heart and I can't use you the way I want to because they're there. And I was like, wait, what? Because I thought, you know, being celibate, because I had, I found the Lord, rededicated my life, became celibate, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. And God was like, no, you're not. Um, and start showing me all the different things that, like, I had taken on as a part of, oh, that's just who I am. And he said, no, I didn't call you to do or be any of those things. If you want to find out what I have for you, let those things go. Wow. And that kind of started my like purity journey, if you want to say that. Um, but yeah, and it took me down a whole path to figuring out like what purity actually is. And I was like, why doesn't the church tell us this? Why have I never heard this? And he was like, because <laughs> you're here now. <laughs> and you know what? That's honestly, you you wrapped up what pretty much I and most other Christians believe they think once you're not having sex or if you're not involved in promiscuity, you're good. Right. And there are so many other parts of life that a lot of us struggle with. Like, you know, okay, you're not having sex, but you have an attitude problem. You know what I mean? People don't like you. Right. So it's like cool that you're not doing that, but there's so much more to it. And then you have the extreme side where it's like, you know, like I said, you feel like you have to be a a priest and you can't do anything. And it's just like, that's not it either. So like you said, it's a hard work and it's something that it's not just a one day thing. And that's Mm -hmm. what I would want to ask you. How do we, in this generation that we're currently living in, we know there's so much going on, right? How can we as young adults 
young Christian adults actively pursue a life of purity? Because again, it's not that we're just knocking things off the list. It's a lifestyle. It's the way we live our lives, the way we breathe, everything that we do. How do we actively pursue that? Wow, that's such a great question. Um, of course, there's, I, I, I see it kind of like um, our purpose, wherein that the goal is the same, but the avenue can, can look a little different for everybody. Um, how I started my purity journey is not going to be the same for everybody else, and I'm sure with you as well. Um, but I think that there's a couple key, like, things that you can, or, or I guess key principles is what I'm saying. Um, so there's something that I do, which I call it this. I don't know if anybody else calls it this. I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying I coined the word. I'm just saying I'm the only one who, I'm, I'm, I've only heard me say it is what I'm saying. <laughs> but I call it a heart check. And basically it's just like an inventory for me to see like, okay, because the, the Bible is very clear and talks about how, um, out of our mouth flow the issues of our heart, right? Mm -hmm. And so I want to take inventory occasionally or periodically to check on my heart and see how it's good. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's the same thing you do like in the physical world. Um, once you get a certain age or, you know, you go to your doctor and you get checkups and you just want to see what's going on before you diagnose anything, before you make any changes to your lifestyle or diet, let me first just see what it is. And that is probably like the first step that I would recommend. Um, it's just doing an inventory of our heart. Like have, how have I been feeling lately? What have I been seeing um, in, the, in my life and the life of those around me? Am I being a good friend, sister, brother, mom, whatever? And I can do that either by introspection, by spending time in the word or just literally asking. I'm more so just in personality, more of a blunt person. So I like to go to the root. So periodically I do send my, my close inner circle. I send them a text and say, listen, rate me as a friend. How am I do? How can I communicate with you better? Like, how can I be supportive um, to you and where you're at? Um, what can I do to, to help you? That type of thing. Same thing with my husband. You know, I, I want to check in with him and see. And sometimes I'm surprised at the feedback. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? You're right. I have been short. I have been avoiding your calls or whatever. And then from there, when I get that information, then I want to see why. Am I avoiding you because I've been feeling kind of depressed lately? Well, what's causing that depression? And I kind of literally just back down like that. Okay, great. So I've been feeling depressed because, you know, my business isn't going, you know, the way I want it to. Okay, great. Well, let's break that down. Is it because of something I'm doing or is it just the market at the moment or, you know what I mean? And I break it down and really just bring God into it to, um, to tell me. Because Holy Spirit will correct you real quick and be like, nope, that was not it. <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of I kind of do that heart check on myself occasionally. And for me, the more you, it's one of those things, the more you do it, the easier it is to kind of just click and do it. It takes me less time. But when I first started doing it, it was taking me, you know, maybe a week or two because to track everybody down and figure it out and make my little Venn diagrams and all that stuff because I'm type A. But um, but. Yeah, I think doing that um, is a very practical way of um, really taking a hold of the purity of your heart. Um, of course, like I said, letting um, letting God in is essential. And then the third one, which, yeah, it, it's practicing empathy. It, that is a big one. Practicing empathy for others and yourself really does because it's so easy, especially in our generation where everything is on social media and whatever everybody thinks, that's what you think. 
Yeah. And forgetting that what you're looking at on the internet, regardless of the videos, funny or whatever, that's a real person. Right. Like that's a real person who may or may not have real issues, has a real life, a real family. And even though this video of them falling may be funny or whatever the case is, are they okay? Right. You know what I mean? Just something simple like that, because we're so desensitized to literally everything that is like basic human function that sometimes I really have to check myself like, ooh, okay, have empathy for the person who just cut me off. You know, because maybe their child is sick. Maybe they are having a rough day. Um, but one, I'm not going to let them ruin mine. But two, let me just give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe this is their, they only got but two ounces of gas left and they got it. I don't know. Just practicing that empathy for other people and like making up positive stories for them in our head, in my head. Like, because it's so easy to, um, push it off right push them off and be like well they're just a mean person are they because I definitely cut somebody off and it was completely bad because I'm just a bad driver but I can't like pull over and be like sorry I'm just a bad driver so you know what I mean like I want to give that same empathy and that same grace to them that I'm hoping they give it to me when I just like swerved in your lane by accident because I was reaching for my fry my bad sorry <laughs> you know, that's one thing I started doing when I see like people speeding I'm like oh maybe his wife is in labor and he's like rushing to the hospital because it's like yeah you know but you know like you said coming up with stories being empathetic towards people and then also doing that heart check the hardest thing to do is to like look internally and check yourself <laughs> Because it's so easy to point out everyone else's flaws, but when it comes to self, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit challenging, but that having that mindset is what is how we live that pure life. And again, you're not going to be perfect. Don't confuse purity Mm -mm. and perfect, right? It's just striving to be more like Jesus on a daily basis, right? Striving to live the way he lived. I do have a a Bible verse that I want to read and it's, um, it's so good. It's it's in a message version. Sometimes the message version really just be coming from a life. <laughs> wow. Um, but it's Romans 12. And everyone knows this scripture, but I want to read it in message. So it goes, so here's what I want you to do. And of course, this is Paul, um, Apostle Paul, Brother Paul, right? He's like, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you. And honestly, like he's just saying like everything that you do, like, you know, you're going to work, you're eating, you're having conversations with your spouse, your friends, just do everything and and give it to God, right? So if you can offer it to God as an offering, um, then you know it would be acceptable by him. But when you feel shame or you feel guilt by what you're doing and you're kind of hiding from God, then you know like you probably shouldn't be involved in it anyway. So he's just really telling us the culture around us is is, is not going to it's not going to encourage us to do what's right. And it's right. been like that since Jesus was on this earth. 
And we just have to always remember that. So that goes into my next question. A lot of us now, we may have grown up in the church, right? I grew up in the church, but I straight away, I did my own thing. Um, and you, you come back, but how do you live life without the shame and the guilt of what you may have done, right? Because now you're trying to actively pursue purity, but you feel some type of way, you feel like a hypocrite. How do you balance that life? Um, I think that's part of the inventory process because you're absolutely right. I definitely did because when I, when I was out in the world, I was living out in the world. I mean it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was out there. And so I did a lot of things that later on I regretted and like things that like I had to deal with even after I, I had given those things over to God, yeah. after I had apologized and repented for them some things just have long-term consequences, right? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I realized that shame doesn't come from God. Even in his accepting your sin and taking it on his back and taking it away from you, he doesn't exchange that with shame. And so I realized that that was a last ditch effort from the enemy to try to convince me that I was not who I said I was and I was still that old person. And for me, like I said, this is one of those things that is the avenue is going to look different for every person that tries it. But for me, I had to remind myself of who God said. I stayed in worship because I just had to keep singing who he was, because if I focused on who I was, I was like, listen, I am filthy rags, honey, filthy, filthy rags. And he is not. He is righteous. And so I had to keep reminding reminding myself that he is righteous. He is great. He is awesome. He is holy. He's all these things. And what the Bible says is as we're singing those things to God in worship, he's singing those things over us because he's just that good of a God. And that kept me like kept the shame at least enough that day. I'm not going to say it went away, but at least enough that day until I actually started believing those things about me until I actually started walking in a lot of those things. And that made it a little bit easier for me. So then, you know, when those thoughts, those intrusive thoughts came, it was easier for me to like literally cast them out. It was easier for me to, you know, go to somebody and say, Hey, can you pray over me? Um, that was another thing too. keeping a good circle. People, and I, I know it's, it's cute, it's popular nowadays to do everything by yourself, but community is essential. I would have not, I would not have survived without my community. That is so no true. Mm -hmm. Having yep. someone that can literally pray over you, that's so, so good. To be able to call mm -hmm. a friend and say, can you please pray for me? Right. That's top tier. Absolutely, absolutely. My well, my best friend and I for a while because we kind of started this thing together because we was out in the world together. So we was like, listen, let's get our lives together as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we started doing like weekly prayer calls where um, we started out like praying for other people and then it kind of shifted to like praying for each other. And so because she's my best friend, she know I'm a dirt and all that stuff anyway. So she would just literally just call it out and be like, and Janae, pray, you know, I need you to do this for her, Lord. I'm like, oh, I didn't ask for that, but okay. today. <laughs> I didn't know he was doing that, but okay. So, so doing that kind of um, helped as well because, yeah, I mean, that community is just unmatched. Finding good friends is just unmatched. You don't need a lot, but when you got a few yeah good yeah 
That's so good. I mean, what you said is honestly true, and we need to hold on to that. Like, shame does not come from God because <laughs> thoughts of shame will come because that's the devil, and he's always going to try it. Don't think, I mean, if he tried Jesus, what more us? You know Listen, what I mean? It's the audacity for me, like the straight yeah. up audacity. Exactly. So don't be confused when thoughts of shame do come up when you are trying to, you know, make a 180 during your life, they will come up, but um, you have to cast them away. You have to know who you are in Christ. You have to know what Christ says about you. You have to know what he thinks about you. And you have to think that for yourself as well. So, you know, don't feel like, oh, I've done this in my past, or this is who I used to be. And I can't turn my life around. That's not true. That's a lie of the enemy. And that's the lie that he tries to tell you so you can continue living outside of God's will, right? So um, like Janae said, just think what God thinks about you. Have a tight circle that when you do have those thoughts, they can you know, quickly just pray over you and, and reel you back in. So also what I would want to ask you is in this day and age that we live in, do you think a life of purity is, is truly attainable? Like. Or is it that we're always just going to be constantly struggling, right? Or is it something that we can actually truly live in? I think it is. I know a lot of people will not agree with me and that's okay, but I truly think it is because one, the message of the gospel is one of grace. And it doesn't, purity, and you said it earlier, purity is not the same as perfection. Right. We're not going to be perfect and God is okay with that, but we have to be. Mm. And I think when people, when you start on a journey of like this big word, purity, even in and out of church, that's a big word and a big, big ask of you. Right. And so people hear that and they're like, oh, intimidated off the break. And God is like, but I'm not. Okay. I know you're going to fall. I know you're going to fail. I did in my journey. I sure have went right back to some of the things that I knew better than. But what he does is go, okay, and dust you off and brings you right back home, the prodigal son. You know what I mean? Like he puts a ring and a robe on your finger and goes, great. Oh, you want to live with the pigs? No, thank you. You're going to live in my house. You're still, a, you're still a king. You're still a prince. You're still a son of this house. And so he does the same thing with us. And I think knowing the truth of God's word and not just solely relying on um, whatever experience you've already had, because I had to unlearn a lot of things that I learned in church and some things that I was directly told and some things I just assumed. And I really had to ask myself, like, who told me that? Yeah. Like, That's who a, told me that? And another it, topic for a whole nother day. I, yeah, yeah, I'm not even going down. Unlearning, girl. Oh, yes. That's good. Yeah. And that's what purity is. It's just, a, it's just um, that constant surrendering. And it's, it's one of those things where you have to keep coming back to it. It's a basic skill that a lot of Christians, especially on the, in the Western world, do not have. And so we have to work at keep renewing it daily, weekly, sometimes hourly. Okay, it, it'd be like that. But we have to keep going and really like listen to God and listen to the Holy Spirit when he's directing us on something like, oh, you didn't react right to that. Instead of going, well, they got on my nerves and they deserved it and trying to find all the justification as to why. Take a second, listen to it. What's the principle? What's God's heart in this? You know what I mean? And really taking that step back and being okay with being wrong sometimes. Mm. Like being okay with failing. Mm. Be yes. Being like, I 
The best part about being a child of God, in my opinion, is that I'm not required to be perfect, which is great because I don't like, I can't. And so I'm, I'm going to a God that knows I have no intention and no ability to be perfect, but I do have the ability to ask for help, to follow yeah. his guidance and follow his way. He never said, we're not going to stumble. He just yeah. said, don't stay there. And realizing that even when you do stumble, that's not, that's not the same thing as you starting from square one. When you stumble and fall, you're still in the same spot. Right. You can get up and keep going forward from there. And a lot of times we think failures when we fall and then like, uh, was it like the shoots and ladders and you go all the way back to the beginning? Right, like you have to start over, right? No. Right. And that's not, that's, that's, that's the difference between the truth of God's word. God never said that. He didn't say, ah, you failed. So the beginning, back to where you, no, he's like, you failed, but look how far you came. Good for you. Ready to go? Yeah. That's good. But yeah, that's he's so good. gracious. Oh, he's too gracious. Cause I'm like, God. <laughs> sometimes when you look back over your life and to see where you are now you know it's only God right because it wouldn't be me like there's a reason I'm not God because I would have been like okay that's your 15th time okay yeah I say that all the time I'm like why couldn't it be God it couldn't be me because I'd be done with all of this (laughs) like oh man I mean, but with that being said, though, and because a lot of things, I'm not going to say it's easier said than done, but when we're in it, right, like when we're actually in that moment, sometimes we're not thinking logically, like we're not, we're not remembering God's goodness. We're not remembering the way he's been forgiven us. So I think that's why sometimes a lot of people say, um, what is it? Prevention is better than cure, or just you you need to know what you um, are up against right so what would you say are some realistic struggles because we're going to face them some realistic struggles that we should anticipate on this journey because um just because you give your life to Christ that doesn't mean it's going to be all cupcakes and bubbles from there on out like you're going to face things so on this journey of purity what can we anticipate to to struggle with um I think you brought up a good one shame is a big one it's a big one it's a good one it is a Nice, strong tactic of the enemy, for sure. Um, oldie but goodie, for sure. I think expecting shame is one. I think also um, expecting failure is another one. And expecting to lose is mm-hmm. the third, because when you choose to follow Christ, you are going to lose something. It doesn't come without a cost to you. But The thing about God is he gives you something that is better to replace whatever it is that you lost. So you should expect um, people to leave your life. You should expect people to wish you were the old you. You should expect you, maybe even you yourself wanting to be the old you Um, because let's be honest, sin is fun. Okay. And it's easy. easy. (laughs) It is easy. Right. And so it's, 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 human nature, especially in the era that we are now where everything is instant gratification to want the easiest thing. So I think expecting those type of struggles and knowing that like, listen, that's going to come. Like, like you said, the devil tempted Jesus. And if we look at his life, like he was tempted multiple times to whether purposely or not, 
to act outside of his purpose and he chose not to why you know what I mean and so looking at it like that if they did those things to him I'm gonna be persecuted there's gonna be people even maybe even listening that are gonna be like this girl I don't like that's okay (laughs) yeah yeah that's okay but that's why Jesus left the 99 to find the one and so I'm the same way my purpose is to look for the one and so I'm not going to be for the 99. There's going to be 99 people who are going to be like, this girl is full of trash. I don't like listening to her for whatever reason. That's okay. But I came for the one. And if the one heard me and they decided, you know, I think I can do this, or they decided to get into the community, or they decided to go to church for the first time, cool. I'm okay with that. And I think yeah. like we as Christians, we have to get out of that mindset of like, as long as I am popular or and or this many people like me, then I'm good. That's that's unreasonable. That's unreasonable. Jesus was literally betrayed by someone who was in his inner circle. So yeah. who am I to expect anything different? Yeah. And that's what I just love about the life of Jesus. You know, like he was you know the bible says it like he was tempted the same ways that we are right so although they may not have been instagram back then but whatever <laughs> was going on in that time jesus still had to face it and he still overcame it and of course we're not jesus right so we know that but we know that he's not going to give us more than we can handle we also know that no matter what we are going through he's right there with us and i think um one mindset that well, I'll speak for myself, especially when I first get rededicated in my life to Christ was just feeling like, um, you know, God, if, if, why am I, am I a Christian and I'm going through this? Like, why is this <laughs> happening? And it's like, hold on. Like what you think, because now you're a Christian, you're not going to face trial or temptation or all of these things. We're yeah. living in a world that's fallen. So we're going to face all of that stuff, whether it yeah. be loss, um, you know, we could be broke at a certain time. We can go through a breakup, whatever it is, you're going to face these things, but you need to still strive to live the life that Christ has called you to live so um, just to encourage people out there we are not preaching perfection we are just letting you know that there is life and you can strive uh, for purity and you know Mm -hmm. that's that's all it is and we're all in it together right we're all going through absolutely yeah I don't want to seem impractical impractical to anybody listening because I I know it's it may sound super churchy spiritual but it's not it's real practical I promise you um and it's sometimes expecting um unfavorable things makes it so that it doesn't hurt you know what I mean that most that that bad when it comes um for me I six I, I decided to to follow Christ, rededicated my life, you know, did all the things. Six months later, my mom died randomly. Wow. wow. And I was like, um, remember that time I said I would follow you? Can you wow. like not? I'm barely on faith right now, and you just snatch yeah. my best friend. That's crazy. Wow. And what I'm thankful for now being a few years removed from that is that I'm grateful that I gave my life when I did, even if it was six months, because he already knew it was coming. And the people that he brought in my life, the moment I said, great, let's do this thing for real. And I prayed and asked God for, for help. He sent help. And when my mom passed, when I tell you, I was so supported 
so supported and so like if there were there were things and connections that happened that I realized through the grace of God um through through my mom because she was the best person ever who's ever lived because of their relationship with her he looked out for me wow because of her relationship with him and the prayers that she prayed over my entire life he knew this was going to happen and had already prepared exactly what I needed Hmm. and that in itself I was like okay Lord and that for me was just proof that like if you did that with this situation anything else that's coming up you've already taken care of yeah so it doesn't matter like I said like you said if you broke for a season if you lose your job or whatever the case is it might not look good in the moment but he's already worked it out he's already place things people resources in your path and what we have to do is say yes to them and be open and like I said like chasing that I call it chasing purity I don't know what you call it but chasing purity and chasing that purity lifestyle allowed me to be able to see it because sometimes God can drop a blessing in our life we don't even see it and we're like oh okay I just you know I made it to work on time and and you there was some stuff that was supposed to happen you know what I mean and you didn't even know you had no idea and so it's the same thing in these situations as well so we should expect that there's going to be heartache and imperfections in our life Um, but we should also expect the 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 adverse of that which is good things and blessings and being taken care of by by a loving father because that's who he really is that is so good that's so good. Honestly, for, first of all, thank you for sharing that because I know that's really going to speak to someone because that really just spoke to me. Um, so I won't go too much into it. I think that's actually a good note to wrap this up because okay. that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, guys, I hope you were blessed by that. And I just want to, again, encourage you that we are all on this journey together. Um, most importantly, reach out to people, right? Like reach out to people when you feel like you're struggling, whether it's your church community, um, people that you have in your life, your, your, your real life, whether it's me, whether it's Janae, whoever, right? Mm-hmm. Like reach out to someone because we are all in this together. I can't emphasize that enough. You are not meant to do life alone. Um, so just always try and involve someone whenever you feel like you're going down uh, a dark path. So Janae, again, if you could just please share your website and your IG handle before we wrap up. Yes. So my website for my brand is purityplanner.com. If you want to find me on Instagram, I am my M-Y underscore Janae time, J-A-N-A-E-T-I-M-E. Yeah, you can find me there and I would love for you to DM me if you ever need prayer or whatever, because yeah, I got you. Love it. Love it. And of course, you guys know that you can follow confessions of a christian chick on instagram or send an email to confessions of a christian chick at gmail.com and we will catch you on the next episode